everybody, and welcome to ISO Comics, a weekly comics report with Mike and Ming, broadcasting from the home of the comic book men, James and Bob, Secret Stash. My name is Ming Chen, sitting across from me, he's he's here to chew gum and, and kick, kick ass. ass. And, and you know what? I'm all out of gum because I just stuck it under the, the <laughs> Did you really just table. stick it under the poker table? Yeah, I did. What the hell, man? This isn't hey. fifth grade. Yeah. What the hell, dude? <laughs> it's up You know what? Here. Mike... Mike works here. He does whatever he wants. I do. He does God whatever he it. wants. No, actually, until it's, Walt sticks it's in here. I'm hand yeah. underneath. Ah! You know what? We're always. You know how we're always looking for sharpies and shit here. We're always like, I can never find a sharpie here. Just stick, Just under stick there. it. Stick it <laughs> on a piece of gum. Yeah, there you go. And then when you're done with it, put it back. It's like um, it's like a sharpie holder. It's it's almost like what was that stuff? Stick them. Stick them. Yeah. What's stick them? Stick them used to be that that stuff you put on. It, it's like museum putty. Stick them. Stick them. Yeah, it used to have, uh, I forget what the hell the brand name was, but they it, you would put them up instead of tacking your posters on. Oh, right. Put it was the, blue, that blue shit? Yeah. yeah I think okay. it's called stick them. So, yeah. You can't chew stick. that, though. It tastes terrible. It tastes awful. <laughs> Don't no, do it. No, man. You guys like, get some oh, double mint in here? Man. Yeah. Get some double mint in here. Just, yeah, get some and double then, mint uh, up, up it, in It's the probably cheaper, too. You get, what, uh, like 10 sticks per pack? Yeah. I should know because my mom, um, I, I talked about this uh, way back on an old Tell Him Steve David Halloween episode. My mom was so cheap, she would break up sticks of double mint. And that's what we'd hand out for her Halloween. No! No, how cheap oh, is that? Oh, no. How freaking cheap is that? Oh, dear God. So anytime I, I see the neighborhood, you know, with the house where they <laughs> hand out, like, whole candy bars, they don't get egged. No eggs. No eggs. Was your house ever egged? We never got egged. Never got egged? We got egged or toilet paper, surprisingly. Okay. Yeah. It was pretty uh, suburban neighborhood in South Bend, Indiana. No one, no trouble ever happened there. Okay. You ever, uh, you ever TP a house, though? Oh, hell yeah. I, I I went out with a crew once. We went to go TP a friend's house, and I, I we were walking down the street to the house, and then I chickened out. I turned I got I turned tail and went back. It's so like funny. Three in the morning. I don't know why. I don't know why I chickened out. I just it's I didn't. Just, it's toilet paper for God's sakes, and you're not. It's not like. Did you remember uh, Can't Buy Me Love with Patrick Dempsey? Of course, sure. You shit on my house, man. You shit on my house because yeah. they were throwing like flaming bags of shit. Right. At a, at I would have rather houses. done that, but uh, yeah, I remember that one time I went to go TP house. I turned tail and ran. I don't know why. I just I was uh, you know I was a good. I thought it was a good kid. I didn't want to get caught. Okay. Doing anything bad. I was low. How things have changed, Mike. It's so weird because uh, my best friend from high school. Um, I'm going to give him a shout out, Joe sure. Muldowney. Joe Muldowney. Joe. Uh, we got to have him on Ming and Mike, by the way. Um, Absolutely. But Joe Muldowney sent me pictures of us at 16. Okay. Uh, Are you holding flaming bags of shit? No, no. We were in. We were going to go out trick or treating okay. and uh, mischief nighting. Well, sure. actually, you know, egging houses. Sure. For anybody, uh, international uh, mischief knows the day before Halloween or the day of or the, right. It's the wrong. day after, the day before uh, was mischief night, but uh, on Halloween, it's you can do mischief. Yeah, it's We're chronic. Seeing, the uh, the comic book analogy is uh, the crow, Devil's Night. Yes, Devil's Night. Uh, you didn't go out and kill people. Though. No, we didn't go out. Fun and kill boy people. and, uh, and uh, T Bird. It's uh, actually we're dressed up. Uh, Joe was. Uh, Captain Bizarro, because okay. there was a place over here in town called Bizarro's. It was like the world's diviest bar. Okay, I mean, people. There was a guy who who got beaten blind in Bizarro's. Okay, um, and I was uh, his sidekick, the Coco Kid, because there was another bar like just down the street, also equally divey. And this is where we used to go and buy our beer underage, right. Coco's. Were I you went, dressed up so you could get free beer? No. We, why was, were you? Why were you 
It was Why? it was a private joke between the two of it's us. It's very it was, inside. It was, oh, you could have done inside Superman. It was well. That's where we used to go with our fake IDs. Sure. Because at fifteen and sixteen, we had really horrible Playland fake IDs. Sure. Uh, yeah, you got them at the there? head shop. Yeah. This is when they were pretty easy to fake. They were easy to fake, but <laughs> being the geniuses that we were, when we first got our fake IDs, we went like right next door to try them out. Of course. And they're like, oh. they're like, oh god, kid, do you have cash? Yeah. Good enough. Good. No record. No paper trail. Nineteen. Well, it was nineteen eighties. Yeah, I don't care. Uh, no, New York City, I don't and they're care. like. I don't know, it's drinking age. I could give a shit less. Sure. You know, no one gave two rats asses. No, not That's at before, all. Before um, New York became gentrified. Right. So. Okay. Yeah, Captain uh, Kid Coco and Captain Bizarro. So anyone who uh, ever drank at Bizarro's or Coco's, yeah. God bless you. Cause... Right, and did you go out for a night of civil disobedience as well? Yes, we did. We we went out, we egged a couple houses that <laughs> were not were giving out. Ben Lincroft. I know, how old were you? Oh, 16. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, not, not, you were how, 36. Your fake ID, how old were you? Uh, made me 23. Because so I didn't want to just be 21. Seven year, you aged yourself seven years. I saw, I think I saw an old photo of you no, when eight. you were 16. Oh my God, yes. You didn't look 23. I did what not the look hell, 23. Dude? I, yes. It, oh my God, that was just so Yeah, no awesome. chance. No chance that you look 23. I mean, abs- yeah, absolutely. No, not. there was no way that I looked 23. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, I guess it worked, though, so it didn't matter, right? <laughs> All right. Well, good job, Captain Bizarro and the Coco Kid. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, Joe. You guys are uh, you guys are awesome. I so, uh, I mean, yeah, that's, it's, that's, our, that's my Halloween story for the day. <laughs> All right. Uh, you just brought up a memory. I, I never obtained a fake ID. I made one, though, for somebody else. Now? Yeah, I made one for Suzanne like, well, like, really? like 10 years ago uh, <laughs> when she was, uh, I think she was 19. Brian's former girlfriend, Suzanne. Yes. Okay. She was 19, and I'm like, all right, how Is that okay to say? I mean, she's- I don't know. <laughs> they, <laughs> I don't said, they said on Tell Him Steve, I don't Dave, Do, I, do I care? Do I, does it look like I'm I just, care? I, I'm asking, but- Does it look like- a, Ask me if I care. I Ask me if I care. I, I don't have to. A, I, ask me if I care. I could care less Ask if me you if care. I care. Do you care? No. <laughs> I didn't think you cared. Anyways, nor uh, do I. When she was nineteen, uh, she um, she uh, asked oh, can you imagine I, she like unfollows us and stops listening? I, She's our she only didn't, listener. She didn't. She, she never, listened. never listened. No. She asked if I could make her a fake ID, and I did. Um, this is when wow. the jersey IDs had like a maroon strip on top, and it was really easy. There were no holograms or anything. So, um, oh, that's too fun. Did you? Did you do that whole? Um, you had the the big thing, like an entire poster board. No, 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 no. I couldn't. Okay. You know, that was, this is days of. No, it wasn't like fucking um, uh, Vegas vacation where Rusty goes to get the fake ID. And you're right on that. Hey, and and they put it from? in the. Uh, they put it in the wind in the low wind. No, it's magic okay. of Photoshop, bro. All right. Yeah, I can't remember. I made her name like Bella. I don't know. She made up this like this completely. And she had a back. Unbelievable sure. name, and I changed the address, and um, I don't know. She she had me make. She she's like, can you change my name to like Bella or something like that? I bet, I've I bet always you wanted to be a Bella. I bet you I still have the file somewhere. I'll look. I'll see if I can oh, find it. Oh dear God! I'll see if I can find it. Oh man, that's yeah. too funny. Yeah, and all that's right, illegal, buddy. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we have an ad today. This is for an exciting new no comic way. book called Above the Grave. This is really this this is really cool. And if you look at the art, the artwork's pretty spectacular. Yeah, as well. written by Mitchell Hall. Artwork by Andrew De, Andrew De Silva. Pretty cool name. Andrew DeSilva, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. fantastic. They're out of Sydney, Australia. Yeah, these guys uh, just got into Comixology. So if you go to, on to Comixology, search Above the Grave, 
is a 139-page graphic novel for only $2.99, Mike. Here's the pitch, folks. As a prison escape story, the plot is an ingenious puzzle box, okay? Rick Masterteen is having a bad first day on the job. He's getting grief from his cu- grief from his customers, staff, and boss. His place of employment, you ask? He's the new chief warden of Mako, the world's f- supervillain prison, located deep in the Nam- uh, Namibian N- Namibian desert. Namibian Nam- Namibian desert, and converted from an old diamond mine. Wow! Can, can Rick uncover the true secret of Mako while preventing an ingenious jailbreak by the likes of the shape-shifting Mister Twister, luck-manipulating Russian roulette? Sentient, sentient tree, Davine, and brilliant crocodile man hybrid, Crocitus. Crocitus. I actually love that. Russian roulette. What a great name. He's the one that starts off the whole story. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, he, um, he's kind of like uh, a, a dude with a Russian roulette gun combined with uh, the luck powers of Long... Remember Longshot He's like from Longshot Marvel? meets... But um, evil. Longshot and uh, the... the uh, oh my God! The Crimson Avenger. Yes, with we'll the six shooter of the Rawhide Kid. Nice. Well, <laughs> actually, the Crimson Avenger, the new one that Jeff Johns created, um, got the guns from uh, the original Crimson Avenger. Yeah. And they shot people, and it it actually killed people who were evil. Yeah. So it was a prison, prison, a supermax prison escape story. Uh, the point of difference is that the warden Rick Masterline is the hero rather than the usual innocent man unjustly held behind bars, dealing with the world's first supervillain super prison. Right now, you can get it on Comixology. There is also an extensive preview at AboveTheGrave.com. AboveTheGrave.com. Yeah, you get pages you 11 go, to 84. But You can go on Twitter.com and follow Rick Mastertine, M-A-S-T-E-R-T-I-N-E. Yes. Go follow him, and I'm sure he'll appreciate that and probably give you some good... Free yeah, stuff. I mean, you can read the preview, but you can buy the whole thing for two ninety nine, which yeah. I did this morning. Uh, um, I am a very happy customer. Cool. About I, half- I just heard about it, but I'm on Col- Comixology right now downloading I'm, I'm about it. halfway through, and I'm very, I'm very impressed. You know we don't get impressed very often. But- no, there's a lot of <laughs> crap out there. And I've never, I've never grabbed a whole graphic now for two ninety nine. So uh, it's-, it's a hell of a deal. We're going we're gonna to ring up. Uh, Hello? Hello, how are you? Oh, look at our, our fancy setup. I know. Hey, how's it going? It's good here. Awesome. This Can is we a- even hear him? Yes. Rick, how you doing, Let buddy? Let me crank this up. Let me crank this up. How do you... Hang on. Let me uh, grab this on... Uh, where's the old speaker? Ah, here we go. Hello. All right, say something. All right, it's Andrew. Yeah, ah, all right. Too, all right. This artist... Andrew De Silva of Above the Grave. This is, hello, you're oh, talking. Oh, my apologies. This I is, thought it was Rick. Okay. Yeah, this is, What's up, Andrew? No, Rick, <laughs> Rick Masterline's the hero, dude. He's fictional. Oh, dude, what do I know? It's morning. Yeah, how are you, sir? Thank you. Uh, we we're calling you in Australia. It's 2 in the morning oh, out there. I'm sorry. I thought it was Mitchell. It's 2 a.m. over here. So 2 a.m. practice for Midnight Screen of the Last Jedi in a couple of weeks. That's okay. Oh, yeah. are you going to wait in line and go? Are, do you have tickets for midnight? Yeah. All right. So, all right. This is Andrew, real fanboy. Uh, we, we were digging the comic. I downloaded it this morning. I'm about halfway through. I just downloaded it. Mike's favorite character is Russian Roulette. Great uh, name. I'm, I'm more of a Mr. Twister fan. 
but you know we'll get into a battle about who our favorite characters are. Uh, one to congratulate you guys on getting this on Comixology. Uh, again, if you want to pick it up, you go to AboveTheGrave.com. And um, yeah, how long did this guy? How long did this book take you guys to, to uh, from start to finish? Uh, it's been a very long gestation, about ten years. But I've been working on the art for about the last four years. Uh, it's amazing. What are your major influences? What are your favorite comic books? I grew up as a big Jim Lee fan. Oh, of course. The X Men. That's, that's amazing. That's amazing. And uh, what what were your what uh, for you uh, for you and Mitchell? What were your major influences? Uh, what are your inspirations behind this book? Why? Uh, why? Uh, Mitchell just had, had this dream of an idea while watching an old Spider Man cartoon. I was set in a prison, and so that's where we came up with it. And the story is about Rick Masterton, his first day on the job as the new warden of Mako Supervillain Prison. And he's having a rough day with his uh, workers are rebellious, got a money-hungry boss, and the inmates are planning a breakout. And uh, they're not any ordinary inmates, Mike. They're they're, they're super. This they're, is a they're super a couple, max. They're a couple of bad regular ones, but they're uh, some have superpowers, Mike. That's cool. Yeah, yeah I know. I saw. Do you, um, do you have a favorite, Mike? Do you have a favorite super max prison movie? Like I can think of two that come to mind: uh, Face Off. With that weird prison on that oil rig. Right. And uh, Fortress with Christopher Lambert. Yes, and there's also... Uh, According to the Galaxy. That's a, true. That's and a, The Rock. The Rock. <laughs> do you have any favorite... Uh, Andrew, do you have any favorite uh, super like super prison movies? Um, did, you, did you use anything for reference? Uh, not really. Well, I mean, Australia itself used to be a supermax prison, right? Well, that's true. <laughs> I mean, I hate to be. I mean, they sent the undesirables over here to America, and you know, as you can tell, you know, two hundred and some odd years later, we're still you know run by the inmates. So we we love Australia, though. We just we haven't do. been there, though. We're trying to get Andrew. We're trying to get over there. Uh, there are a couple of cool, very cool Australian comic cons that we're trying to get to. Hopefully, one day we yeah, meet. Look forward to seeing you at one. Yeah, I think there's probably there's probably you're in Sydney, correct? Ah, uh, yeah, there's a couple of you. I uh yeah let's let's go there dude. I would love to. I I love this. Um I love uh congratulations on getting on Comixology. Uh we know from uh many friends who have tried to get on there. It's not easy. So yeah, getting getting on Comixology like it's easier breaking on a prison, Mike. Supermax prison. Than, <laughs> Supermax prison and getting on Comixology. So congratulations. You can get the book digitally there uh comixology.com 299 is a steal, my friend. Pages. I, you're, you're, in, you guys are insane. No, yeah, they're quite. For first comic, pretty crazy, yeah. Yeah, but uh, you know, as uh, that's why I love Australians, Mike. They're insane. They're crazy. Yeah, well, you have to be. <laughs> everything over there can kill you. I love it. That's right. I love it, and uh, may may all of us uh, never. Well, uh, may all of us never have to experience uh, a remote desert. Um, and furthermore, may no, none of us have to experience a remote desert with a super prison built inside. But uh, if you want to learn how to break in or not break out, check out Above the Grave over at Comixology. Uh, is, there, um, is there anything else you wanted to plug, Andrew? That sounds a lot dirtier than you meant it, Andrew. Just concentrating on getting the word out on Above the Grave. 
All right, thank you. Uh, we will be plugging this. Well, we'll get this out on social media. We're going to tell everybody to grab this. Thanks, Ming. I hope you enjoy the ending, and thanks for having me on your show. Yeah, big action, big comic, low price, Mike. Oh, is that your tagline, Ming? Well, it's kind of their tagline. All right, good deal. Yeah. And uh, Halsey, Halsey Comics, are yeah. you going to be doing more stuff, Andrew? Well, we'll see how this one goes first. But <laughs> okay, fair enough. Right, listen, we're going to help you get to Above the Grave 2 or whatever else you guys want to work on because we believe oh, yeah, in you. That was it. It's a bit of a play on words with the uh, Hall H, um, my creators, Mitchell Hall. Oh, yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> Hall H, San Diego. All right, may, well, may, uh, may all of Hall H at San Diego Comic-Con next Hall year. Hall Z. Hall Z. Well, Hall Z, but he's a player. Oh, Hall H. You got it? Yes. Oh, Hall Z. I get it. There okay. you go. Hall Z. The, yes. the Z. Hall Z. Z- okay, duh. Okay. I thought he was talking about Hall Z at no. San Diego. Yeah. Well, my thing is... Homage to that. I love it. I love it. Thank you, Andrew. We wish you continued Thanks. success, and we're going to help you get there. Okay. All right. Thank you, everybody. And uh, thank you for staying up till 2 in the morning. Yeah, oh my god. Andrew, is Mitchell out there sleeping now? Yeah, is Mitchell sleeping? Why isn't he up? He's sleeping. Okay, yeah, you drew the short straw. I gotcha. You're like, oh shit, I gotta talk to these two ass clowns. Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. I mean, yeah, you know what? Next time he'll probably get the Good Morning Australia. Next time when you come with your next book, he's gotta come on the phone and on the Skype call with us. Definitely. All right, deal. Andrew, thank you very much. Halsey, above the grave, find on Comixology. Thank you, my friend. We'll let you get back to sleep. Thank you. <laughs> Seems right. pretty cool, thank right? You, thank you, guys. I didn't know they were in Australia, so I was like, hey, we'll give you a call. You know, well, I just saw it was Sydney, Australia. I'm like, yeah. wow, that's... Yeah, well, I, I like plugging yeah. comic books. Um, I love how you're like, oh, you drew the short story. Like, they paid for this, Mike. Like, All right, well, yeah, he, well he, it's also like... Who's going to stay up till 2 a.m. to take this phone yeah, call? Yeah, and just a reminder, uh, if you have a comic book coming out on Comixology or anything else you want to plug, we'll plug it. All you got to do is throw some cash. So um, <laughs> if you want to, email me at ming at mingchen.com. I'll give you all the details. It's very reasonable. All right. I Extremely. just tweeted it out. So, I mean, you have no excuse to, to not go and check it out on Comixology. No, no excuse. So uh, this episode, Mike, I did a short interview with our friend, um, comic book men compatriot, and sponsor for the Shared Universe Podcast Studio, which we are starting up. Talk to Tom Mama Blue Juice Comics. We'll be attaching that at the end of this episode. Uh, just a little update of what he's up to, and a uh, little more story from him. Uh, we, you know, we talked to Walt Flanagan about their latest book, Nights of the right. Fifth Dimension, but I wanted to hear it right from the publisher's mouth and what his challenges were, how New York Comic Con went, and... Walt, uh, Walt's flight in the scary big city of New York because he went to New York Comic Con and sat at their booth for four straight days, Mike. Yeah. And we know that's not really what he does. So. No. Got some good stories out of it. Oh, my God. And there are stories that we can't even tell. Yeah. Oh. I, uh, I have two quick stories, and then uh, we'll talk about a couple, couple books, and okay. then we'll get to uh, the interview with Tom Mama Blue Juice Comics. The one big story here, uh, C.B. Sibalski, new yes. editor-in-chief at Marvel Comics, already in hot water, Mike. Yeah, he's a he's a writer. He's a, he is a writer. He was a writer before he came up uh, to become editor in chief, and it came out I think on his first day of the job that back in the mid two thousands he wrote under a Japanese pen name, uh, uh. the name Akira Yoshida, and at the time it was kind of a sort of a big story. It's like, hey, 
who's this hotshot young Japanese writer? Uh, he wrote on Thor, Son of Asgard. He wrote on Electra the Hand and Kitty Pride, Shadow and Flame. So at the time, it's like, wow, who's this guy coming out of nowhere from Japan? Uh, you know, fresh new voice. Right. And, you know, maybe a little, I don't know at the time if they maybe touted it as, you know, a diverse voice or, you know, if they tried to play it up like that. But as people started digging, uh, they found out that you, there's no concrete proof that this guy existed. So uh, he granted no interviews, no press, none of that. And then it came out that this was actually CB writing under a pen name. Um, somewhat controversial, Mike. As it is a little bit. A white guy impersonating an Asian person. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on this? Uh, I'll give you mine as an Asian person. Go ahead. You're, I don't actually, know, you have a bigger... I don't know CB personally, but from what I've read, he's a pretty good guy. And I'm sure in this day and age, they did a background check, which is probably how this came out. Right. And, you know, nothing too tawdry. This may be the worst thing that he's done. Um, is it truly bad? I For... From what I'm gathering, um, you know, should he maybe imp- written under a white pen name? Would that made a difference? I don't know. From what I'm reading, he it doesn't seem like he did this under any malicious intent. I mean, no, he, he did just, it to just throw the scent the scent off other people. You know, if you if if I came out and wrote, wrote under the pen name Brian Johnson, would people trace it back to me? Uh, yes, if I use that name. But if I just did, you know. Uh, like Rick Politowski probably wouldn't come back to me as easy. And you know, no, why do you run it a writer and a pen name? Um, just in case, uh, well, f- a couple reasons. Number one, he doesn't want to be, um, he's not going to take like the slings and arrows. Sure, sure. You're starting out, um, that's Stan Lee did it. Sure. He was yep. Stan Lee Lieber. Yeah. And his he real changed name. his name to Stan Lee sure. because he was going to save Stan Lee Lieber for his great American novel. So he wrote under the pen name of Stanley, um, and it, and it stuck. <laughs> and it, it did; it did stick. Yeah. And when you know the Marvel universe blew up, uh, he legally changed his name, yeah. and you know the rest is history. You, you're a little embarrassed by being a comic book writer. Why you would be, I don't know. Back then he was though. Perhaps back then it was not cool. No, back in, back for Stan that was very much so. Yeah. Um, maybe he's writing some kind of fiction that's you know a little risque sure. and he doesn't want it to come back and okay. bite him on the ass Fair maybe enough. he's ultra religious and he's like you know what i'm just i'm doing this to make a buck and that's another thing maybe he's you know this is i'm doing this to make a dollar and i don't want to sully my own name because right. i'm an artiste yeah which is kind of pompous but hey i, I it's I, it may be the I, truth this is the one profession where you can write under a fake name like you can change your name and sure and people you, uh, you know yeah, like you can't, John like you Verhoeven. couldn't go to another comic book store and they're like, "Hey, I'm Ming Chen," or well, no, that's I a bad, or I'm Yoshida Akira or whatever. I, I don't think that it doesn't that work would, like that. It wouldn't but fly behind a pen and paper. You can do almost you can, whatever you exactly, want. Exactly, you're fairly faceless. Yeah. You know? So I, I guess until I see that, maybe he had some kind of malicious intent behind it, or maybe you know he was trying to um, um, take advantage right. of. A Japanese name. Okay. Stephen King did the same thing when he wrote the Bachman books. Richard Bachman. Richard Bachman. He did Richard Bachman because he wanted to see what it was like because he was already, by his third or fourth book, he was already almost a household name. Sure. And this is back in in the early 80s. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, when The Shining came out in 77, blockbuster, boom. And then three years later, Stanley Kubrick made it into a a movie. Blockbuster movie. Blockbuster movie. So... 
Uh, Stephen King wrote it to see, and it, there's a couple of um, little anecdotal things about Stephen King as well. The Richard Bachman books uh, he wrote, they they all went straight to paperback. Uh, a lot of people called them trashy, and they were. <laughs> and to me, I I actually read thinner. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, this guy writes and this guy ripping off Stephen King. What I, the hell? I swear to God, that's what I said. I'm what like, the- holy crap, this is. This is a, a Stephen King novel. What the hell? The guy's like pretty much, you know, writing in King's style. Yeah. And then we found out, like, I think it was like six months later, right? That Stephen King was Richard Bachman. I'm like, I knew it because everybody's knew got it. everybody's got like fingerprints. You can't listen to Paul McCartney without knowing who he is and, sure. and listening to him play the the guitar. You know it's Paul McCartney. Yeah, there's no mistake. There's no mistaking yeah. it. Uh, same for anybody who's got their own distinctive style. Right. So maybe he was starting out, didn't want to taint his own name, and and pulled the name out of his ass. Yeah. Stephen King also his son writes under the name Joe Hill. Yes. Which is uh, I think his is is it his grandmother's maiden name or his mother's no, Tabitha King is Tabitha. Yeah, again, he doesn't want to get typecast. Like, and oh, you're, oh, also, yeah. he didn't want to ride on his father's coattails, right. but guess what? came out that yeah. Joe Hill yeah, is well, Joe King. Exactly. So people are like, hey! And yeah. it didn't hurt him all that much. Yeah, so I think people write in this initially. They go, a white guy impersonating Asian. Like, that's not cool. But right. I think he's trying to throw off the scent, perhaps. And we'll Until throw- I read that you know he he had any any malicious or racist right. intent behind this. I'll give him. Yeah, I'll I mean, give, here's, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Oh, uh, and this is making my head hurt because, oh my god! And with every with the, all the evils in the world right now today, Ugh. it's pretty minor. So, and I'm looking at a whole bunch of other stuff. And can we talk about this for a second? Sure. What I do mean, you got? Everybody, and this is this has very little to do, do with, with comic right, books. We'll, we'll, we'll spin it. We'll um, spin it. Keep going. But you know, <laughs> the whole Matt Lauer thing coming out. Oh yeah, and sexually inappropriate. Sure. Now, I, I need to know. And I'm not being dense here. Okay. I, I need to know that line in the sand. What is sexually inappropriate behavior? Is it just making a, a poorly um, that's, that's, thought out joke? That's a good point. Um, I was thinking about this today. Uh, you know, we, we have a lot of female friends. Right. They joke inappropriate all the time, but we're family. Yeah. I think um, when you're in a position, I think the, the line is uh, when you're in a position of a higher power. We have no power. So that's good. Right. So, yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's good. We, we have little to worry about. Although. You know, it can be construed where when we're at a convention, we are a invited guest. We are at a hierarchy wise, we're at a level above where you know there are volunteers at the con that right. are under us. There are people, employees of the con, which have, which for the most part have to do whatever we say, not whatever, I, but you know, there's a they. We are in a position of some authority at these events. I've and, never looked at it like that, but okay. And as such, you know, there could be inappropriate requests, requests, and they may live under some kind of fear. It's like, oh man, I don't want to look bad. You know, but these guys are it's celebrities. But if <laughs> I, I mean, you laugh because it's it's, it's funny it's so to absurd. us. And it's, it's absurd. It's but, very. But you know, the, for the people higher than us, sure, they could. You know, or if they tell vol, you know, these people don't want to get fired. Right. Even even if it's a volunteer position, we've seen <laughs> we've seen volunteers live under the fear of God. Like oh we're not supposed to. They wouldn't even take a photo with us sometimes because they were told explicitly you cannot take a selfie with a celebrity at the convention. And we're like fuck that. Yeah. Get in here. Yeah. And you know if anyone says anything, you cut. They tell Send them to come back to us. us. Yeah. Yeah. That's the fear they live under though. And yeah, I, I could I, see I, 
That, I guess. I, I, it's really weird because I, that's, I, I think that's where the line is. I, all right. You got it. Does I, that I, make sense? When you have that much, let's put I know it this we way. have when, no power. When you have a certain amount of power, sure. then that's okay. That's, hey, fair yeah. enough. That's what I, yeah. you know, need to know. Yeah. But I understand that, you know, in this, you know, you could crack a joke the wrong way. You could get fired now. And, yeah. And, um, no, we got to be careful, Mike. We have to be careful. It sucks. I don't want, I, I, you know, I'm not going to go and like touch people and stuff, but I joke around a lot. I don't want, I don't want something that I said in jest to come back and, um, bite you right in the ass. Right. Exactly. Inappropriately. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, that, that being said, I was, uh, I've been reading, uh, uh, the Green Lantern DC showcase number one. Yes. Which, um, goes through Hal Jordan's journey into oh, the Green Lantern. Uh, well, the big one, the oh. big one. I okay, got a, gotcha. a, I got a little gift from DC Entertainment a couple weeks ago. Oh, nice. And there, there are a couple of panels where Hal Jordan is hitting on his boss, his new boss, Carol Ferris. Uh, oh, yeah. Ferris Aeronautics. And it's pretty. He's, he's blatant. It's pretty. It would get him in trouble right now. Uh, he is pretty blatant. There's a couple uh, panels where he, he's pretty he, heavy. He, and he's and Carol's his boss, so it's kind of the other way around. But he's being very inappropriate, yeah. I feel, oh, in 2017, where in 19... When did when did uh, Showcase 22 come out? 1960. Yeah. When that came out, uh, I guess maybe it was accepted. but Yeah, I think it was 1960. Yeah. But it, there's also a whole bunch of other things where he's being racist. Sure. He's like... Uh, his... Mechanic is Tom uh, Kalmuka. Yeah. And he's uh, Inuit. Yes. He's a Native American. Native, no, okay. well, he's, he's in the Inuit tribe. What, what, what they used to call Eskimo. Oh, 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 that dog. Yes, okay. So, which is also an. Isn't that American. what they call him now? They call uh, no, Eskimo they call him anymore? Inuit. Oh, anyway, okay. You can't call Mesco anymore. I, I think that that's a again. I'm I'm learning this stuff. Okay. So what about I can't do Eskimo kisses he call, anymore? No, he with, called them. Uh, <laughs> okay. be, he called him Pie Face. Pie Face, because okay. he couldn't remember his last name right. or his first name. Tom. Okay. I mean, for God's sake, God's sake, his name is Tom, idiot. Yeah, you moron. You can um, save the galaxy. You can save yeah, uh, your Earth and Hal Jordan our is, sector, and you can't. Okay. Hal Jordan, one of the most inappropriate. Superheroes. I mean, they've scaled him back. Jeff Johns made sure. him into just like he's he's a guy with daddy issues. Yes, and uh, yeah, you know he doesn't play well with others. Check out some of those. Oh, those, oh the old ones are great. Those, uh, you know, but they're racist issues. as hell and they're Green, sexist as hell. Green Lantern. Yeah, there's you know he's got her like pinned up against the oh, wall, yeah. sort of like not pinned, but you know he's she can't she can't she can't really move. Though. Oh my god, read the seventies stuff. Yeah, it's pretty seventies and, and early eighties. Yeah. There's um, a Green Lantern named Arissa. She's yeah. from like two sectors over yeah. and she's like a 14 year old girl who's got this crush on on hal jordan right she uses her ring to make herself older so he's like hey cool no more jail bait which is like <laughs> holy god do you not understand no no hell that's wrong no, that's not cool oh it was uh that's not cool no not cool at all and he had a long relationship with her and you're yeah, just sitting there yeah, shaking dude, your head going that's no that's wrong that's on wrong. so many levels. Okay. But hey, you know what? You're Hal Jordan, yeah. so I guess you can get away with it. Anyways, that's I guess that's that's so, where that's where the line is. The line is uh, I, if you have power, you are not. And that whole and, Green Lantern thing was me just trying to steer back to comics. Yeah, so okay. thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, real quick, uh, Avengers: Infinity War trailer debuted yesterday. It did. Amazing. I'm fantastic. What, what more can I say? We see all. We see a gathering. Of the Marvel Universe that we... Unlike never, any other. Unlike any other. And Thanos, dude. 
Yeah, he looks great. I want to see the uh, the helmet. I think that helmet's coming. Somebody complains, like, where's the helmet? I like I, Thanos better than the helmet. I'm sure that helmet's coming. I, I'm, I'm just saying, I want to see the helmet. He, yeah. he comes out, he's like, just purple. Sure. And he's like, and I mean, it's Josh, Josh Brolin's voice. Yes. And it's perfect. It's great. And he said, one never thinks of fun when trying to, uh, what, what does he say? Um, like balance the, the cosmos. Yes. Yeah. But this surely brings a smile to my face. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's, it, it's great. There, I mean, there are multiple shots. We're like, holy shit! You know, them running through the woods, like the whole, you know, all of them. Yeah, all the the army. The, uh, the new Avengers, yeah. so called. Yeah, there's a shot of Thanos taking the Infinity Gem off of uh, Vision, Vision and like throwing no, it's it one in. of his his guys. But yeah, and putting it on putting his, the, the the gauntlet, yeah. like chink, like oh, that was badass. And then there's a shot at the end. We're like, who the hell are you guys? And they yeah. meet the Guardians of the Galaxy, which right. is pretty frickin' it's, it's great. It is. And you see uh, Thanos beating the shit out of Iron oh, Man. Oh, yeah. And yeah, he's not even trying. It's Spider-Man's um, new costume yeah. looks amazing. It looks He looks like Alex Ross painted him digitally yes. and put him in. Yes, but it looks good. It's like, oh, my God, that looks fantastic. It looks it looked good. And you got to see the, uh, the first shot of Peter using his spider sense. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone is, was wondering where that was. Yeah, and in here homecoming, it is. and oh, there you go. Here, here it is. Come on, you knew it was coming. Doctor Strange looks badass. Yes, it's gonna ben- be great. Um, you know, typically we've seen many movies that try to cram too many characters in, and it didn't work. I think it's gonna work. Here's here's where this makes us. This is exciting. When you put this many characters into, yeah, people are going to be. You're like, oh, where's, she wouldn't act like that. Yeah, yeah. where's, uh, you know, they didn't give so and so enough time or whatever. Guess what? That's what the single, um, the single movies are for. Yeah, Black Panther. Get this man a shield. That was I wasn't like, oh, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. We uh, Chad, really, Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, and we haven't even seen the full extent. Oh, February sixteenth, my, my friend. Yes, we will see Wakanda. Um, see Chadwick T'Challa. Boseman is in my mind. The perfect T'Challa. Yeah. In, you know, when I was reading about, you know, reading Black Panther as a kid, sure. you know, you, you. That's what you imagined. He is. That's cool. Perfection. Yeah. And he looks like the kind of guy who would be friends with Captain America. Cause yes. I've always, when you're reading the comic books, you, and especially the Avengers, you, you see them like breaking up into little pairs sure. and even the Justice League where right. you got the yeah, guys the hanging off, out. Yeah. Um, and, Back when I was growing up, the Beast and um, Black Panther were kind of buddy-buddy in yeah. the Avengers because the, the Black Panther was teaching the Beast all about the Avengers history. It's pretty cool Yeah, back in the Perez run. And um, for me, I always thought that Cap and Black Panther were like best friends. Right. Like he's – you've got Cap who's like really good friends with uh, – see in the Avengers, Iron Man. He's, he's the leader – but he's the guy that people come to with their problems too. Yeah, so. and I just love uh, you know the shields made from the metal from his country. And like, hey, you have all you want now. Yeah, exactly. We're now, friends. Yo, yo, he's good. He's yeah. good. Uh, well, he wants to vibrate. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, give, yeah, yeah give, give him a give, give him a couple give, hundred pounds. Yeah, give him a couple hundred pounds. He yeah, needs. and they you saw the Hulkbuster armor. Oh yeah, oh it's yeah, it's pretty I badass, it. right? It's great. They're saying that it's not Tony in that armor. I I gathered that, but I who, figured but who was in it. I think it's uh, Bruce Banner. No, Bruce Banner that in the was, Hulk Buster what armor. What a twist! Because who else would be smart enough to put that sure. back together? It's all strewn around I, in Wakanda. 
there not very many I mean there are some smart people in the Marvel right. universe, but it's a it's a it's a small list. It's a very small list. I, I don't think they can Yeah, and would uh, be we able can to. we know it's not Reed Richards. So. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the really cool things in um that they mention it very rarely is that uh Black Panther is one of the smartest men in the Marvel universe. Yes. He's like He's like 7 or something yeah. or 7. Yeah. He's he's smarter than Amadeus Chow. Yeah. Which who is like the eighth most you know, knowledgeable person yeah. or smartest person in the uh, the Marvel universe. Yeah, there's a ranking, ladies and oh, gentlemen, yeah. for anybody. You got Reed there. Richards, you've got Doctor Doom, yeah. you've got uh, Tony Stark, you've got Bruce Banner, Bruce Banner. Uh, who the hell else is in there? It's um, uh, T'Challa. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Peter Parker's in there yet, but that's only because he's still a kid. Sure. Yeah. So, but he's a genius level. Yeah, but not that genius level. No, not yet. So cool. Yeah. All right. All right. New books. New everybody. books. New comics this week brought to you by William Painter Sunglasses. William Painter. Best sunglasses ever. Go to williampainter.com. Enter code ISOCOMICS. Get $20 off any pair. Free shipping. Free hard case. Beautiful. They're the yeah. only sunglasses I will wear. Guaranteed for life. Uh, titanium alloy frames. Shatterproof and scratchproof lenses. Yes. Uh, rear weighted yep. so they don't slide. They don't slip off your nose. But I mean, the the, uh, the lifetime guarantee is what's hooked me. But, well, plus, they look awesome. That's all me and Mike wear. Mike has a pair. Uh, he looks like he's about to. His par- he looks like his parents have left town and he's dancing in his underwear. I am. I'm about to, to call uh, up. To a- old time rock and roll. And he's about to call Rebecca De Mornay. Oh. But I had such a. But the difference that. with the pair that Mike wears, which is a model called the Hook, is they have built-in bottle openers in the ear stems. He can open up all the soda or whatever they all whatever the soda pop. Whatever hey, anyone needs a beer off. open, and I'm I'm wearing my he's sunglasses. Good. Come over to me. Yeah, there you go. Where's the party? <laughs> Where Mike Zapsic is because he's opening up all the alcohol for people. Yes, so grab them. Uh, I believe they. I don't know if they. They had some pretty sweet Black Friday, everyone is specials. May still be running them. But forget all that. Get $20 off any pair. WilliamPainter.com. Code ISOCOMICS. Lifetime guarantee. They'll probably be the best and only sunglasses you'll ever need from this point forward. And we love them. So go to them. They support our podcast. And they support new issues. Mike, what are you reading? Do you have a book that jumps out to mind with this week? Um, what do I have? I have New Talent Showcase number one, 2017. Um, this is pretty badass. This has got, um, it's, it's really cool. They've got, it's, it's very short stories. Yes. Written by some up and comers. All right. Do we uh, know any of them? Is there uh, anybody in there we know? If not, we would like to talk to you because yeah. we, um, many times, Mike, we have, uh, we've had many talents on this podcast before they blew up. Gotcha. I we can, got, uh, uh, a couple people here. Uh, Tony Patrick uh, wrote Roll Call with Red Hood and Duke. Uh, Duke is the gentleman that Bruce Wayne has taken under his wing. Yes. He's actually going to be called uh, The Signal. I like it. Okay. Henceforth. Uh, pencils by, and we know him, Ming uh, Q Young. Yes. We know him. Yeah. Was he in here? Or? He was. He, he came, was from the he Kubert was School? He was from the Kubert School. Yeah. Uh, he did. I actually had him do a. Um, you commissioned a commission. For what, what, what'd you do? Uh, I got my wife as Wonder Woman. I saw. That. I think he posted it. it looks great. It's, it's beautiful. Uh, you can see it uh, at Michael Zapsic if you follow you him on can. Twitter. 
That's awesome. Um, I like we always try to um, we always try to take credit for people's successes. Of course, uh, we do. We had Donny Cates oh and God, James man. Tiny in the fourth here before they kind of blew up, and we we took credit for it. Ah, <laughs> uh, we're, so, we're not really taking credit for it. Nah, maybe well, a little I mean, bit. Maybe, a maybe a little bit. bit. Yeah. Uh, hold on one second. Let's see if. What does a it. new talent showcase run? How much? Yeah. Seven nine. It's a it's a hefty buck. Seven ninety nine. Nice. Uh, Al Letson. Uh, sure did a Nightwing. Oh, nice. Uh, Nightwing story called Family. Uh, artist is uh, Sia Ohm. So this book, um, I know Halloween just passed. This is like um, when you buy that big bag of candy. And you yes. get a whole bunch of, you get like the Twix and the Kit Kats and the Snickers. Oh, yeah. These are the best of the best in this bag, my friends. Here we go. Aaron Gillespie wrote a Katana short story. Nice. Katana versus. How, um, um, how long are these stories? Do they vary or are they under like a set? Eight. Eight to twelve pages between, let's say. Um, art by Lin Yoshi. All right, these are real creators, right? Like, yes. I was thinking eight pages. Like, we could write eight pages. Do you think we could get a story? And no, okay, no. okay. They're like, you know what? Go spend your own money and make your own book. There's a uh, Poison Ivy by uh, Al Going Back. That's a great name. Going Back. Al Going Back. Mister Going Back. You've uh, just or Miz. I don't know. Or Miz Going Back. Uh, you've just won a million dollars and. We Matt need Murhoff. You, we need you to. Uh, there's a situation in the Mideast. They did the uh, the colorist as well. Yeah, nice. that's Al Al going back. That's a, that's a cool. That's a superhero name, man. Yeah, colorist Dave Just, uh, Dave McCaig. Well, appropriate that they are now working in the field of comic books. They are. That's awesome. Pretty cool. Awesome. So, and um, there are two others in here: Deadshot, uh, Proctor, and Harrell, Sharma, Kumar, and uh, Sotelo. 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 Uh, Dr. Fate, The Cost of Magic by Acampo, Lofty, and Rausch. And then you've got this uh, Wonder Woman, The Archive, written by, uh, because if you didn't get enough for your 799, okay. written by Scott Snyder with art oh. by Ibrahim Mustafa. Nice. Okay, cool. And colors Scott by Snyder's a new talent. Romulo. Uh, <laughs> he needs to be Bacardo showcased. Jr. Well, no, he, it's, I think that they were giving you They'll added get a little value. dessert at the end. A little of the, added value. A little dessert at the end of So dinner. congratulations. These are um, like one-offs, little, little vignettes, and gives you a taste of you know, what these guys can do. It's pretty cool. Uh, I especially like the Nightwing uh, story because it was it was really well done. Uh, it has Nightwing going up against Count Vertigo. Nice, and it's it's well told. Uh, the Ivy one is really cool too. The Katana, very cool. Uh, King Snake makes his mark back in the um, in the DC universe, Rebirth universe, yeah. I, sh- I should say. And um, I love Duke. As a character, yeah, Duke is, and I can't wait to see what happens with the signal. I think it should be pretty damn awesome. Yeah, Batman protege, hard headed. Uh, you know, not how can how to describe him? You know, strong willed, very strong willed, very strong willed. And uh, you know, I, I think when he's introduced, you know, it's, it's, is he is he gonna be a help, a hindrance? What's going on here? And uh. No, we're, we're going to find out learning. just like how it. cool he is. He's like, can I be Robin? And he's like, no, no. <laughs> we've already got a bunch of Robins. No, no, no you're going to be somebody else. Yeah. I got an idea for you. Yeah, for sure. So. All right. Uh, um, it is a five Wednesday month, Mike. Right. month of November. Yes. It's, and as so such, it's annual. We get a lot of, annual, got a lot of annuals yes. in this week. Uh, one that really stood out, uh, which I think is 
not only the best annual uh, for the week, maybe one of the best stories of the year, uh, Batman Annual Number 2. Yes. Called Date Nights, Last Rites, written by uh, our new friend Tom King. Uh, we met him in, at Stanley's Very LA nice Comic Con. And I'd, I'd say we're friends now. I mean, we, we sat with the guy for, what, 20 minutes? Yeah. Waiting for a panel. And it got canceled. It got canceled, but that's okay. We got we got time. We got FaceTime, Mike. You got some FaceTime. Uh, and then uh, Dual Art uh, started out by Lee Weeks and finished up by Michael Lark. Yep. Oh, two great guys. Uh, yeah. Lee Weeks, amazing. Done a bunch of stuff. Did uh, a really, really well-regarded Captain America run. Um, and there's also uh, Michael Lark did Daredevil. Yeah. And currently we're embroiled in, uh, you know, a... Batman, Catwoman, Proposal, Courtship. Right. Uh, this annual shows us uh, the, the courtship, Mike. The courtship From of- meeting to- To the end. The goodbye. To the goodbye. To the end. Uh, you know, what if, uh, what if the Batman and Catwoman relationship started, um, had a long courtship, a long relationship, uh, a happy ending, I, I, an ideal marriage? Yes. And what's really funny is that they- they disagree on when they first met. Oh yeah, which made me laugh because yeah, it reminded me of end, that old. Yeah. There's a very old song that um, you know. Yes, I remember it well. Yeah, yeah. It turns so. out they don't, but and yeah, but you know, what if they had a long life together? What if they had a, a kid, a, a family, and um, it sees us right up on, until the end. It's very. It, uh, you you would, you would think something like this might be dripping in like cheese and sap, but it's not. It's very well done. No, it is very cool. Yeah, what you just what if they had a long life and a happy ending, Mike? The um, ideal ending for everyone involved. That would be very cool. Yeah, this is the wall well, pick up Batman annual yeah, number two. But it's also non. Is it canon? Annuals are technically canon, but okay. we'll see what happens. And you see their daughter. Yes. Which I think and is what awesome. she goes on to do uh, is it canon? I'm not going to grill anybody if it doesn't turn out to be canon. Yeah, exactly. Like, so I'm not going to grill anybody. Uh, but but I, it's very, it's a worthy addition to if you're a Batman fan, worthy addition to your collection. Like oh, absolutely. A, almost essential. I, I, I think just one to pull out once a year and be like, hey, or for anybody who's like, hey, I like Batman. Have you read this? This is a really cool. This is a really great story. Just you know, it's not. I, I know, what are your thoughts on the annuals? Sometimes sometimes they are a throwaway. Hit, yeah, they are hit or miss. Yeah. Um, this one's worth buying and keeping. For there sure. was one that was fantastic, and I think it was by Scott Snyder, uh, The Origin of Mr. Freeze. Yeah. And it was an updated origin. Right. And it was really well done and really well thought out. Yeah. So, yeah, sometimes you get the really well thought out ones. Sometimes it's, uh, again, breaking ground for new talent. Yeah. So, sure. you know, I'm not going to say that. Hey, I, I take the muse path that the jason muse path that every comic's a good comic sure you know because it takes you out of yourself for yeah a little exactly bit. exactly or you know you can be like this is crap but no this is one of the good ones everybody yeah. um well speaking of great batman stories i read another one this week yes you did batman creature of the night mike uh-huh uh, written by kurt busiek art by john paul leon a uh a parallel story um this this kind of tells the story and the the path into darkness as told through the eyes of a boy named Bruce Wainwright, which uh, Bruce Wayne, right? Not a coincidental name. Uh, he's obsessed with Batman. He's obsessed with the Dark Knight. And uh, a lot of parallels between his story and Batman. His parents get killed. He has a un- an older elderly uncle that he hangs out with, um, which um, if you – his name is Al – 
Fredrickson. Al Fredrickson, yeah, you AKA go, Alfred. Al, he just calls Alfred. And um, you, you, you see uh, a lot of parallels between this one. And, uh, you know, he basically he ends up manifesting what turns out to be a, a clawed winged Batman taking down uh, bad guys. But it's not really the, the focus of the story. The focus is more the slow descent uh, fueled by pain and darkness. It, um, it's a very well thought out, well written uh, parallel story to the origins of Batman. Well, think and, about this. That uh, I mean, if you need to have like that origin story, you need that that grav- gravitas, yes. the everything that that goes along with Batman. Yeah, it's he's pretty tragic. Yes, he's a very tragic character. You know, Absolutely. he's trying to bring light into the darkness and. He's dark himself, yeah. so it's yeah. I, I get yeah. It. This is part one of four. I believe the next one um, focuses on the boy Wonder, and um, just a, a worthy again another worthy worthy book to add to your collection mm-hmm. if you're a Batman fan for sure, right. absolutely. And for me, my uh, my last one yes this week was um, Rick and Morty thirty two. Yeah. What do they do this time, Mike? They don't do anything. It's actually, this is Summer's story. Oh. And we get to see uh, Summer's <laughs> relationship with Ship. If anyone who watches Rick and Morty, yes. you should. If you listen to this podcast, you listen to Tell Them Steve, Dave, you should watch Rick and Morty. It's one of my favorite. Yeah. It is my favorite show. Um, not just favorite animated show, right. but it's my favorite show ever. Nice. And... Essentially, you get a, a peek behind the scenes because uh, there was one episode where they traveled to um, – Rick and Morty had to travel to uh, a microverse to get their car uh, – to get the ship working again, their car, their battery. The yeah, for, battery the, for the spaceship or the flying right. saucer, whatever you want to call it. And uh, that's the one with Stephen Colbert's voice. Oh, yeah, he nice. He lends his voice in. But before he goes, Rick says, uh, ship, keep summer safe. So the ship – is trying to keep summer safe within the parameters of what summer is. Can't kill anyone because the ship kills like a couple of people who come up and start accosting her. And it's just, she's like, don't kill anyone. (laughs) So it uses psychological torture. It uses everything at its disposal to keep summer safe. That's its prime directive. Literally. Literally. Okay. Very literally. And I I mean, you all, (laughs) it, uh, it, this is one of the most twisted and dark, and I love Justin Roiland and Dan Harmon for thinking this up. Um, there's a SWAT team coming in to destroy the ship. They're, yeah. they're all there. And this pod comes out. And um, it lands at the, the foot of one of the SWAT guys. And his kid comes out. And his kid was um, his kid drowned. And uh, he's like, Daddy, Daddy, it's me. And he's like, oh, my God, you drowned. And he's like hugging him. He's like. And the kid dissolves into protoplasm, and the guy's like, "Oh!" And it says, "You all have you all have loved ones. They can all be taken away from you." And it's like, "Whoa, wow, that's yeah. so dark, that's fucked up, that man. is so twisted." I'm like, that's "Fucked did, up." Did Johnson write this? I know, right? That's, I was like, "This is so Brian pretty, Johnson." Pretty fucked so, up. when, uh, when yeah. do we get to do voices on Rick and Morty, dude? Never. Let's if do they're it. smart, they're they're going to oh, be like, on. We "Keep those voices. assholes away from Rick and Morty." I would love to do it. Hey. If Justin Roiland, if if someone ever yeah, like I, five five steps from you know 
the what is it the um i mean we don't take advantage of our position very often but this is one where we would would love love to to do do a voice on rick and morty or uh I was over at Cartoon Network. I met the creator of my favorite cartoon, We Bear Bears. Yeah. Daniel Jones. Like, hey, man, if you ever need a, a fresh young voice on uh, to voice a character, or even just one line, I just want one line so my my kids can watch an episode and hear it. And say, hey, there's I'm dad. Like, hey, I, uh, you know, I'm available. I'll, I'll come down at a moment's notice. I'll do it so. free. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't, I don't want a paycheck. I'll pay you to do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. pretty much right. Yeah, All right. I would actually. Uh, I'd do it for free. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. All right, uh, we're going to send you over to an uh, interview with Tom Mum, and away we go. All right, very cool. Hey, everybody, what's up? My, my old, joined here by a dear old friend who just happened to stop by for the holidays, Mr. Tom Mum, everybody. Hello, hello, everybody. <laughs> it's, it's good to be here. It's good in, to see you. In the, the Blue Juice Comics podcast studio. Yes. With our beautiful poker table yes. that we bought for Comic Book Men this year. Yeah, well, I mean, we're not using We only play poker games when the crew is here, although we have discussed... Having games here. That's a great idea. This yeah. is, and you had a poker table already, so it's perfect. Yeah. So we have room for probably about 20 people here. Yeah. And you know, that's, a, that's, a, that's a solid game. It's a good game. That's a solid game. 20, of the, 20 of the elite that, that plays every week. Yeah. Yeah, you know, for sure. Just, just the good ones? Just the good ones. And maybe Johnson. Um, if he wants to play, he's always welcome. He's always welcome. He's definitely always welcome. Right. He did get last this year in the in the uh, standings. <laughs> yeah. For so every every Tuesday night we play a cast and crew game. I guess uh, started. I mean, at the very beginning, season one. Season season one. one. Mm-hmm. And this year, Tom came up with the idea to do like a power ranking system, where um, we write down who came in what place every week, and and just rank everybody. And, yeah. you know, it would shift on a It's like Rotten Tomatoes. Basis. It's an aggregate of all it is. The, No, it's not. It's bullshit. It's just average. <laughs> it's just an average of where you come in every every week. Yeah, but it affected it, it affected play, though. It really did. No one did. wanted to wind up on the bottom. No one wanted to shift down five spots. Except Johnson. He didn't care. He didn't care. He, didn't he care was at down all. at the bottom. Uh, Mike Zapsik was, for a while, next to last. I think they were neck and neck. They yeah. were going back and forth on who was the bottom. Yeah, and then I think Zapsik just got fed up with being next to last, and he started playing a, for lot, real. Be- a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. A lot better. It's it's weird what motivates you, though. Yeah, see, Zapsic, he's like me. I don't really care about winning or the money. I just yeah. want to have fun right. for two hours. So if I come in first, great. If I sure. come in last, it's, you know, as long as I have a good time. And that's the way Zapsic plays. He doesn't really have to win. No, but yeah, Zapsic, usually Mike's goal is to beat Rob Bruce or knock yeah. him out or do better than him. That's everyone's goal. Pretty much. Yeah, so much so that we have a there's we have what's called a rubber's bounty where if you knock him out you get ten bucks in perpetuity. In there's perpetuity. a bounty every week we play with him. There's every a bounty week. on his and head. It's it's a uh, it's a thrill. It's a thrill to win that ten dollars. I've won it a couple, like two times, and yeah. and and I'll never forget it. Yeah, absolutely, I'll never, absolutely. I'll never forget it. Um, this place is looking pretty phenomenal. It's pretty good, right? Yeah, I spent a lot of nights back here and just hammering nails and rehammering them because I'm not very good at lining stuff up. <laughs> I finally, I finally discovered what a level does with a little bubble in it. Yeah, I was like, "Oh wait, I can use." That's this what that's to- for. You, d- you didn't realize you didn't know what it was for before then. <laughs> I am like the most unhandy guy in the world, which is weird. My dad would. There's my- a level right here on the table. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. Well, now I just go around and anything that's shifted, I'll move it back like OCD, mm. like super OCD. Now you've overcompensated for learning how Pretty to use much. the level now. Yeah, it was weird. My my dad like would refinish basements. He would change oil. Like he's a real man. Yeah, my and- dad too. Many times, like, hey, hey, um, he would be like, "Here, watch this. You might need to learn this someday." And I'm like, "I'm gonna go watch different strokes now." And <laughs> well, you made a career out of watching different strokes. I did You're on a pop culture TV show. You're not on a on a fixing cars TV show, right? Yeah, I'm not on this old house, right? Or the, American Chopper, or American or Chopper, like or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, but it does come in handy sometimes, such as putting stuff up. 
Watching so, different strokes doesn't come in handy. All those life lessons, all the not really all those unless school girls. Um, unless one day we have Todd Bridges on the show. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think that's. <laughs> oh, that. I was doing Facts of Life. You were doing different strokes. Sorry. Yes, I, I crossed my streams there that's with okay. the. I, I would, Mrs. Garrett shows. I would love to have Kim Fields on the show sometime or on this podcast. Yeah. I don't okay. know how we can reach her. I don't know if she does cons anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We we did run into Todd Bridges once. The What you talk about, Willis, of what you're talking mm-hmm. about, Willis. And he mentioned that he watched the show. Really? And this was really early on. So whether or not he was bullshitting, it sounded like he, he sounded fairly sincere. Right. You can tell. But he didn't name a scene or say anything. He, we like, didn't elaborate. Okay. No, because right. a couple of weeks ago I ran into Billy Bob Thornton mm-hmm. in the green room of Stanley's LA Comic Con, and I was the only one not chicken enough to go up and introduce myself. What was he doing there? Was he promoting? He was promoting oh, oh, Goliath. God. I guess Goliath. I right? think so. Yeah. Show? Right. Okay. And he, he actually had a dual purpose. His daughter is a huge Steven Universe fan, mm-hmm. so much so she cosplayed one of the characters. And as I walked in the green room, I saw him like gesturing animated he was very animated right he was talking to zach callison who voices steven universe mm-hmm. and i got closer and i had to wait while he drooled over that he was like we watch every episode we love wow. you dude and this kid just had this like freaking shocked look on yeah. his face like freaking sling blade right loves like legitimately loves what i do yeah but i sat i was standing on the side waiting i thought they would finish in like two minutes 20 minute conversation oh wow and you're just standing there like pretending to in the green room just like pretending just pretending to, not to even it. care but right. I cared I was waiting for a moment where just I kind of glancing in. behind you every once in a while to see if they're done with their conversation trying to find the right time to pretty jump much. in pretty much yeah, okay, yeah. Gotcha. so they finish I go in and I'm like hey my name's Mick Chen I'm on this TV show called Comic Book Man and he's like yeah I heard of you guys no no way yeah right no chance <laughs> No chance. He was uh, that. He was being nice. Right. There's no chance. Why? Why do you think? Why would you do that? Why would you kind of put yourself into that lie? Like, uh, yeah, I know you. You don't have guys. anything else. To, you don't. You don't have anything else to say. Well, you just say like, I'll check it out. Or not it's lie good to about meet it. you. I mean, I guess he's trying to be nice. You with know, him overall, but like, maybe he did see it. I, it's highly doubtful, mm-hmm. just by the tone of his voice. But maybe that's just how he talked. I would wish he would have. Mm-hmm. I seen that show. <laughs> I, I eat them with some French, French fried, fried potatoes. potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah, the, the, I mean, the last guy who said that he watched it and legitimately did watch it was Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah, yeah. that was cool. That, that's pretty cool. That but was hey, cool. same network, sister network. You, you know, that makes sense. Sure, but he's Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah. He's also on he, Ride. He's on Ride this season. He is on Ride. Yeah, yeah. which the I don't know, I don't know if you saw that episode. They I go to it. they go to Spain, Spain. I've seen the and trailers. they go to this market mm-hmm. and they get absolutely mobbed. They can't even move. Yeah, Jeremy. Jeremy shot that. Yeah, Jeremy was the he was in there. the he was in the in the, the scrum. Jeremy Jeremy's the DP of Comic Book Man. He also works on Ride. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That was that was pretty cool. But they looked like uh, in that moment was like we shouldn't have gone into this market. <laughs> they <laughs> yeah. were absolutely swamped. Right. They couldn't even get out of there. Right. The bikes were pretty much surrounded by people. Yeah, they couldn't even move forward. I'm wow. like, huh. Oh, all right, that's one way. That's a contrast. And then there's like us. Comic Book. We're Man going through the mall like... and nobody cares. <laughs> We can't get I see. It. I've been at airports with you guys where you get you get mobbed. I don't know about mobbed, but well, there like two fans come two up. Two fans. That's a mob. That's a mob. More than, more one, than is one is a, a mob. Right? More than one is a mob. Right. Yeah. So right. <laughs> that was crazy. I was at the store today, and someone came up and asked me for an autograph. That's weird. Yeah. To me. That is very weird. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Tom gifted us with CGC graded nine point eight copies of Knights of the Fifth Dimension, one of the newest Blue Juice Comics releases. Signature series signed by Walt Flanagan. Signed by Walt Flanagan. Where if you would like your own copy, you can go to bluejuicecomics.com. They'll ship it to you right away. Excellent, excellent holiday present. Thank you. Yeah, we don't we don't have any CGC ones up there, but we have the regular the regular version up there. The New York Comic Con exclusive that's signed by Walt. 
is up on the site. Very we only had done. we only had very limited amount of uh, CGC ones done, and yeah. that was basically for you know Walt and the other creative team. And Walt didn't want to sign his. Walt didn't want a signature series with his the, own signature. The one that he that yeah, you gave him exactly. that got graded. It was nine point eight, but it was a blue series. He he felt weird <laughs> signing his own book. <laughs> yeah. I I guess I can get that. I I don't think you could get that. You sign everything. You I would do sign I, your book. <laughs> to me, you know, people laugh, or you know, there have been cases where I've signed things and people didn't want me to sign them. Right. Uh, if you listen to tell them, Steve, Dave. To me, it's so absurd that anyone would want my autograph that I'm going to just sign everything. Everything, yeah, yeah. babies. Just, and Yep, just to make it even more absurd. Right. But you, you pulled off a rare feat in which you had Walt Flanagan come up for four days at the New York Comic Con. He came up on his own. He stayed in a hotel. Mm-hmm. And he like, signed autographs. He like came... Babe, like Babe Pig in the City. Like he was... You know, I was just looking <laughs> around like, wow. Yeah. Or not so much. He's like, get me out of here. Yeah. Uh, he, he was a trooper, man. I'm shocked. Like I, had, I checked him into the hotel and, you know, gave him the keys. He spent... He stayed, he, uh, stayed a couple nights with Johnson. Johnson stayed with him too. Because oh, Johnson really? signed at our booth too. Yeah. So they... Oh, they, they, they played roommates again? It's like a again? sitcom, right? It's like a sitcom oh, with two of them rooming at a hotel in a big city. I would watch that episode of Big Brother for sure. <laughs> yeah. Or Different Strokes. Or Different Strokes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what you talking about, Walt? Yeah. Um, yeah, so he was a trooper, man. He was there more than I was because I had to work. So yeah. I wasn't even there on Friday and Saturday. And Walt was there all day Thursday, all day Friday. You know, even Sunday I was like, you can go now, Walt, if you want to. He's like, no, let's just keep going. Yeah, let's, let's just finish going. it out to the end. What a trooper. What a trooper. Because you know that's way outside of his comfort zone. He hates the city. Mm-hmm. He Like, he got his own cabs. Yeah, that's, which is crazy. the convention center. You, you don't understand. This is not – he doesn't do this no, at all. It's coming out of his shell. He doesn't do this at all. The, the number of times we've been up in New York and he tried to get out of it, mm-hmm. the cop-out premiere, a movie premiere. Oh, he tried to get out of it this year. Yes. But then the, he overcompensated by being there every day. Yeah. Which is the uh, comic book band panels, all five that we've done or six at this point, yeah. he tried to come up with some reason to, to get out of it. This panel, this year's New York Comic Con panel, comic book band panel was great. Did you record that? I did. Did you? I did. I gave it to Kevin. So it's this was a great one. They're usually good, but this one was really good. Yeah, this one actually had. uh, It was like a very special episode of Combine where somebody asked about Brian, and it kind of turned into how Brian turned his life around and got motivated. And if he can do it, you can too. Right through the podcast, through Tell Him Steve Dave, and then through Comic Book Man, how he's really changed his life and you know, uh, isn't as self-loathing as he used to be. Yeah. Ultimately. And it was really good. It was a touching, yeah, it's, touching it's moment. It's great. And I, I, I joke around, but I'm not really joking. There's like a, a new Brian Johnson is afoot. He's lost a ton of weight. He's showing up at conventions. Yeah. He's, he's having fun. Yeah. He's going to after parties. Crazy. Yeah. We used to always try and drag him to after parties. He's, he's, complimenting me if that now if that well, doesn't that's got to stop it, because if that it continues so, we won't have a tv show for i know well that will never <laughs> that'll never change but if you told me like he got he's been replaced by like either if you want to go agent shield by a life model decoy mm-hmm. or some, aliens kidnapped him yeah you would believe i it. would believe yeah. it yeah we were we were at la comic con and uh, i was good at a place called egg slot for breakfast mm-hmm. that's the actual name of the right, place right. and i didn't even I wasn't going to even ask him to go. I'm like, what the hell? We asked him to go, and we went over there, and we're waiting. We had to wait in line for egg sandwiches, and that's one of the things he hates doing is waiting, waiting in line, line for anything or leaving the hotel, of which he did both. Wow. And I don't know why or where this came from, but we're waiting in line. He looks over at me. He was like, he was like I can't believe I'm about to say this, but, man, I think you're – this This is cool. Like, I think wow. – are you just a cool guy, Ming? I think you might be just be a cool wow. guy. And I'm like, What? 
He's like, yeah, I think you know you can hammer me on this later, but and I I'm think sure you will. But this place looks cool. Like these sandwiches are cool. I think you're a cool guy. I'm right. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, he's not as misanthropic as he used to be. Like he's no. starting to like people more and more. Yeah, and then the, the next night we went to the after party, which was a performance by the Black Eyed Peas. Yeah. Sounds great. And he came and he 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 had fun. Mm-hmm. He's like, I am having fun. He looked over at me and he says, "Ming, I get it now. I get why you want to go out and have fun <laughs> and stuff at cons. Like I, I I didn't get it before. I get I really get it now. I'm having fun. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, this is wow. crazy. I loved wow. it though. I love right. it. I love he, it. He actually in a, in a reversal of roles. He actually organized getting me into the Joker show in Madison Square Garden. I heard. Yeah. Like, usually was, it's the other way around. Usually I'm having to organize everything yeah, and pushing and him and pushing, like yeah. yeah, pushing him to do stuff right. and getting him to show up. Yeah. Get it. You know, get on an airplane and get to yep. a con and do whatever and get to a table. But I kind of – I was working that day and I didn't know if I could go. So I just kind of waited until last minute yeah. on everything. And he ended up organizing getting me in through Will Call. And, and he looked like he was having a blast. Yeah. You know? um, so, yeah, he was, the, he was the responsible one. He's becoming the responsible I one. I love it, man. I am absolutely loving it. Yeah. That, the Comic Book Men panel was also great because most years um, it's – Someone saying, hey, Kevin, you know, what's the deal with Clerks 3? Hey, Kevin, what's the deal with Mallrats? Right. Hey, Kevin, will you read my script? Yeah. Or, hey, Kevin, will you marry, you know, will you be the officiant at our, at our wedding? And this was the first year where it felt like most of the questions were comic book men related. Like, this is the first year where the, the scale tipped to, like, 70% of the questions were comic book men. Yeah. And we got to, like, we got to talk. Yeah. It, it was... Yeah, it was cool. I think people had fun. What are you doing with that camera over there? Uh, I'm just recording the stream here. Is uh, the whole thing? I got some internet in here, so the whole thing's recording. Uh, I just started, so, so see, yeah, you can, can uh, see if, the pod- if the, you would like the podcast space. If so you would like, and us, yeah, and us, and um, yeah, ab- absolutely, man, absolutely. The Knights of the Fifth Dimension, nine point eight graded signature series. I know. Look at that, everybody. Again. Look at that. If you're if you're watching, <laughs> if you're watching, that's it right there. I'm very excited about this. I uh, just had a meeting with Walt about it, just to go over the plans for finishing out the arc. We're about halfway done with the arc art wise, and we have two how versions. how many issues? How many issues in this arc? It's going to be four. Okay, and it's going to be released monthly in 2018, and we're hoping we're shooting for like a February solicitation in Diamond, so to be in previews oh, in April, God. hopefully. And then be released in June. So June, July, August, September. And then the trade to follow. That's what we're hoping. And the art's almost halfway done. Uh, so today we were just kind of fig- ballparking. Like, yeah, I've seen him bringing in pages. Yeah, looks great. And stuff. And if, you, uh, if you've not read this book or you don't even know the story behind it, we recorded a very cool episode with Walt Flanagan. About uh, about a month ago, I'm surprised you didn't rattle off the episode number. Usually, you're good at like, I think rattling it's off the episode number. Two seventy eight, like I something like that. I am confused, but I uh, as you were as I was waiting for you to come down here, uh, I was uh, I was thinking uh, we're uh, I just posted episode two eighty two today, mm-hmm. and Close so to we're 300. we're eighteen to eighteen more to three hundred. Uh, we would like to get Blue Juice Comics involved in episode three hundred. I don't have an idea yet. Like, I'm not as enterprising as Walt. Right. Where it comes to, like, these weird, wacky game shows and mm. people getting tattoos yeah. and people eating baby food and White Castle hamburgers. Or getting married. Yeah. But I think – or people getting married. Right. But I think uh, it's definitely a milestone in as much as uh, this whole podcast, uh, I Sell Comics, started out as a joke mm-hmm. between – I mean, it was uh, – 
it was a suggestion made by Walt Flanagan where uh, he wanted to see me and Mike podcast together in order to see us fail and fall yeah. flat on our faces. Yeah. I don't. I get for whatever reason he didn't think. Uh, we work well together. Well, I think that episode 300, because there's no way Johnson thought you would make it this far. No way. I feel like you need to rub 300. No way. And vice versa. Vice yeah. versa, too. Yeah. I mean, they're, I gotta they're admit, coming up on 400. They're almost on 400 yeah. now. It's great for them. So, yeah. So 300, I feel like you have to rub in his face somehow, sure. like on the air. That should be part yeah. of episode 300. But is. we've, um, I don't, very rarely, we might have had Brian on in passing on the show. He's and, been on. He's been on. And Walt, we've never really had on until. Um, Till Nights of the Fifth Dimension came out, but we would like to have them involved as well. Q, if you can get down here. Right. Yeah. That's yeah, But we would like to involve Blue Juice Comics. Uh, uh, a roast? Roast of Ming Chen? I don't think that's... <laughs> I, I don't think... I, I just don't think anybody wants to see that. Yeah? You don't? You don't think people want to see roast? get roasted? I don't know. I like don't you, I get roasted, get roasted every day? Every week. I get yeah, roasted, roasted pretty, every day, pretty much on a, on a daily basis. I guess basis. it would be overkill if that happened. Not, yeah. Not overkill. Not you know what I mean by overkill. overkill. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's – what are you thinking of doing? Do you have any ideas? I have none. I have I mean, nothing. I guess it's 18 weeks away. Yeah, it's plenty of time to think of something. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, I'm – my influence actually comes from Walt, his comic book knowledge, yeah. his love of comics uh, along with Mike. Um, I don't know. I And then yeah, I've always thought of some wacky ideas. I wanted, like, a bunch of us to get testosterone tests to see who was, like, a real man, <laughs> which you can go on Amazon and get testosterone this, tests and this re- is a, results. This is a big That's conversation so at, the, at the Comic Book Men premiere party. This was such a huge conversation between Chris Lodondo. Oh, testosterone? And, yeah, I guess Lodondo and Johnson are having, like, a testosterone battle, like, who okay. has more testosterone right i guess ladano just got tested and he has like 300 is that good i don't okay know. Three, I don't even probably know. not 300 He's, what 300 sperm left yeah out of a million like, yeah i don't know, I don't <laughs> out know of what a billion means. i don't know what 300, 300 parts per billion that's yeah. pretty bad so th- th- i guess that's not a bad idea to do some testosterone test but i feel like that's maybe a tell him steve do thing and that, that's what i was thinking I yeah I, I has nothing to do with comic books right. so I'll, I'll think of something that may be comic book related um, yeah congrats that's a milestone. We're not there yet. Don't you yeah. know? Don't. don't yeah. <laughs> let's, let's not. Let's not. Let's not suck. Let's not start sucking each other's cocks just yet. Right. Soon, though. Yeah. Soon we can. We can. Su- we can suck everything. But well, okay. <laughs> but you know, since you are a a major a major contributor, major sponsor, major friend to the Shared Universe mm-hmm. Podcast Studio. Yeah, definitely. General, if I'm around, we, we would like to get you guys involved. You somehow. know, if I'm around, I'll be here. So yeah. You never know where I'm going to well, be. I mean, you you've sponsored some of the the. Like the one true three tournament, things mm-hmm. like that. I mean, we want to find a way to mention Blue Juice Comics in almost every breath. You guys do a good job at that already. I do appreciate we that. We try. You guys are our biggest champions for sure. Yeah. I know. We were streaming uh, on Facebook Live. Once we're getting a curtain back here, which will block this egregious that, sun my, right behind me. My son, is it giving me a good highlight or is it making it look horrible? Oh, you look good. You look really good. You're very, I feel that you're pretty well lit. Um, I just look like uh, I look like Krypton's exploding behind <laughs> me. Yeah, but we're gonna black curtain back here, and then we're ha- ha- the banner is right here. The, the Blue Juice Comics, the four by four Blue Juice Comics nice. banner. We're hanging in the background so everybody nice. can see it. So, well, yeah, we we'll hopefully have some big things in 2018 going on. We always uh, have big things. Yeah, we you always get, hope to. You guys get shit done, which is what we, I love. We try to. It's tough to do it when you have full time. When everybody has full time jobs, sure. you know, you uh, still manage to do a lot though. We're, lack of sleep. Yeah, it, it is much as you you motivate us as well. I don't know if you're re- you're aware of that or not. Uh, it's it's self motivating. Like I think it's cyclical. Like we motivate you, you motivate us, and we just keep going God, and going great. and going. I'm still waiting on a book and record from you guys, but other than that, like you guys, that's, are that's a Mike Zapsic, That's a Mike Zapsic project. I I did based on your comic book output and other people's 
I was thinking maybe I want to jump in as well. To write yes. one? And okay. even, but I think what was holding me back is like, wow, like 22 pages. That's a lot. Is it? I, well, you know, I, you know, I don't know. I think um, I, w- I would like to get one of uh, a comic book script to look through it and see. I, I actually do have a couple of ideas. Well, and one of the things we're talking about for 2018 may fit that perfectly. Okay. But I can't talk about it yet. But um, I've seen other uh, creators, writers, like Amy Chu has mm-hmm. a couple of eight-page, eight to 16-page mm-hmm. comics. Right. And I was like, wow, you can do that? She's like, yeah, if you yeah. want, <laughs> you can. But I think a full, like, you know, like 22-page would be more legit. How does she put those out? Does she just put them out as eight-page books? I think so, yeah. Okay. Or um, she is also – I think her Kickstarter, she's collecting a whole bunch of them okay. as well. She, so a bunch of eights and then it becomes a volume? Yeah, mm-hmm. anthology, a volume, whatever you want to call it. Right. Yeah. Okay. But just to have something out there would be kind of – Just to have your fun. name on something? Yeah. Other than Cryptozoic Man? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. So um, when I was in seventh grade, I took a, some, my mom made me take this summer creative writing class. Mm-hmm. And there was this dude in there. It was like you could go to camp or you go to summer creative writing class. There was no choice. Okay. Like you're going to this class. I'm like, oh man, like I wanna I wanted to sit around playing Ape in Nintendo mm-hmm. the whole time. Right. And this dude wrote this short story which I fell in love with, which it was thirty some odd years ago. I still think about it to this day. So you're gonna steal it? I'm gonna steal it. I friended him on Facebook. Wow, you're going through the right channels. I, yeah, I can't steal it. I mean, he's going to, he, I mean, you know, let's say this thing blows up or something. He's like, right. what the fuck? Yeah. I have not contacted him yet, but I friended him. Okay. He was probably looking at it. I was like, what the fuck? I haven't heard of this dude in 30 right. years. What the hell? But he accepted it. Okay. But did you would, did you Facebook stalk him? Do you know, like, is he a writer or did he get I like don't a day think, job? Or? I don't think he's a writer. I think that was a one-off story that he came up with uh, in seventh grade. Okay. And maybe has not even thought about it since then. Right. But I thought it was such a great story that I would like to adapt it. Not a bad idea. Just contact and, him and, and let him know. Let him yeah, know and have I some think even if I get even a couple pages to look and just be like, hey, I'm going to do this. I, I don't want to know the story, but what's the genre? It is uh, like teen adventure. Like Goonies-ish? Yes. Okay. Or more in the vein, it's it's not a whole team, so it would be more Ferris Bueller-ish, I guess, with okay. a, you know, maybe one single protagonist. Mm-hmm. But as it was a, sh- it is a short story, so there wasn't really a main antagonist. You know, the, all this can be yeah. written in, but just the, uh, it, it was a story that just comp- was so compelling. I thought yeah. that it stuck with me all these and it years. And it would translate to a comic, definitely. Really? Yeah, okay. definitely. And you know, po- possibly, I've always wanted to see like a live action version. So yeah, short film, sure. Yeah. Sure, fe- you know, f- feature length, Oscar winner. I mean, you know, well, oh, that's that's a big jump. Academy Award. That's a big jump. I yeah. think. Yeah, <laughs> you know, before it's like maybe Harvey Weinstein could get behind Ooh. this. I'm like, ah, uh, no, not anymore. <laughs> maybe uh, Kevin Spacey could. Oh. No, oh, it could star as the. Maybe oh, Brett Ratner could. Ooh. Oh no! Wow. Yeah. <laughs> the Lasseter, the John Lasseter thing. That's is, pretty that's, shocking. That's the crazy and, one. It is. To me. It is. And it looks like, yeah, he's a creep <laughs> from what <laughs> yeah, I've read. Yeah, which is a bummer. But the first report I read about it was that he was leaving Pixar and he's apologizing for hugging too much. Sure. Well, if that's a crime, I know, I'm, right? like, <laughs> I, one, I've been caught red-handed. Two, yeah. like, I, I mean, throw me into that. I I'm, I don't hug inappropriately. I don't I, feel I guess like, he lingers when he hugs. Right. But, There's, just, but the initial report was like he's leaving because he hugs too much. I almost felt which like – doesn't no. – It almost felt like it was from The Onion. Like, yeah, it I know, Like right? a fake report. Yeah. Like, 
Pixar head leaves because he hugs too much. Like, yeah, for sure. He has too much love. I believe, I think it's a Wall Street Journal or somebody compiled a image gallery, 48 inappropriate John Lasseter hugs. Oh, my God. That you should really? check out. And there's one he's got her in a big bear. She's kind of like yeah. leaned back and there's this weird look on her face, like, get off me. Yeah. So, I don't know. Wow. I don't. No one's ever been accused of hugging too much until inappropriately. Now. Until now. Yes, but too much. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. So you gotta watch it. You gotta watch your hugs, because you, you're a hugger too. I'm a I hugger. Am, but I'm, I'm a hugger. But I feel like I need to dial it. And back. I hug male and female. Sure, I don't care. So it's how I. I greet people. So do I. It's yeah. I I thought it was a healthy yeah. <laughs> activity, like right. you know, an embrace. Well, people walk around but, with free hug signs and everything. You feel like right. it is something that's embraced. Yeah, literally. But it's. But um, I guess I haven't been warned. But uh, we all we all just saw Kevin two weeks ago at uh, Kansas City Comic Con, mm-hmm. and I think. Um, I think he did have a he did have a conversation with Jonathan, which was like, dude, just be careful. Yeah, <laughs> Brian's like, what the fuck, man? Why are you talking? <laughs> what about these two idiots? <laughs> like, Walt, you know, Walt won't even touch. No, Walt probably doesn't even touch himself. So, <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's a, just put yeah, it different conversation. Let's, yeah, it's a different conversation, but let's just put that out yeah. there. But you know, we're we're out there. He's just worried that we'll screw up a good thing. Just be careful, yeah. is what he's saying. Yeah, yeah. Be very careful. We're, it's, careers are over. Now after yeah. this whole thing, it's yeah. it's been nuts. I've been reading every day. It's pretty every, insane. Every day, it's a new career that's over. You know? Yeah, yeah. These are big careers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Weinstein's huge, of course, but Kevin Spacey and Jeremy Piven has been yeah, uh, Piven. <laughs> <laughs> there was a joke on Saturday Night Live the other day that was like Jeremy Piven's been accused of sexual harassment and for. You know, if you want to see video detail, watch the documentary Entourage. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> of which uh, on the set is where he was accused. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. By but, extras and everything. So, yeah. yeah. It's a bad time to be anyway, a, a How do we get onto that topic? Creepy Let's, asshole. I, it was inevitable. It's out there. It's out there in oh, the You know, the world. I, and just to jump subjects sure. completely, um, I'm about two thirds of the way through Disaster Artist. Oh, it's great. On, on isn't Audible. It? I signed up for Audible with the iSell Comics code. Yes. Oh, thank you. And yeah, did, which I did. believe is still valid. Audible.com slash sell comics. And you get a two week trial and one free audiobook. Yeah, and I did Ready Player One. Yeah. And I buzzed through it because I'm driving a lot back and forth to work now. Yeah. And then I just started Disaster Artist. I'm looking forward to that movie, I think. Oh, I can't. I can't wait. Almost I, more than Star Wars at this point. I, there are two movies which I think. Are neck and neck with Last Jedi in terms of um, how excited I am for them. One is the Disaster Artist. The other one's Ready Player One. Yeah, yeah. But that's, the, that's still a ways away, though. Yeah. Disaster Artist is like in two weeks. Yes. It's coming out very soon. Yeah, and I looked at the movie listings. Not playing anywhere near here. We have to go to about 30 miles away to New Brunswick. But oh, me and Zach, I, I'm going to see if Zach go. wants to go. Yeah. We, I mean, they really need to do like show the room first and then show Disaster Artist. That would be almost awesome. Every, almost every showing needs to be a double feature. That would be awesome. I... God, again, that rumor is almost like a, a bad comic book, yeah. too. But uh, I'll relay my the first time I saw the room. I had heard uh, from Johnson and our friend Brian Lynch, who is a screenwriter on yeah. Hollywood now. Minions, and Minions, and Despicable Me, Puss in Boots, uh, p- Pets, pets and, pets, and Pets, yeah. And uh, we were having breakfast. Yeah, Louis C.K., there's another one. Yeah, Gone. yeah, exactly. So they, I think they had come back like, oh, man, we saw this movie in the room. Like, it's unbelievable bad. I'm like, why are you talking about it? They're like, no, 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 you don't get it. It's so bad, it's good. I'm like, all right, whatever. So brilliant. And they, they were talking, they always talk about how much they loved going to see it. So mm-hmm. in 2008, I grabbed a couple of friends and just went in somewhat blind, except for that. And I had so much fun yeah. that I kept grabbing, uh, whenever I was in LA and it was playing, I would grab other friends who had never seen it, uh, of which Mike Zapsik was one of them. Yeah. Um, 
before we went, I'm like, hey, you ever seen the rooms? Like, yeah, yeah, I, I've seen it. I'm like, you want to go see it with the, you know, with us, with a place where you can throw spoons and footballs mm-hmm. and where it all started in L.A. Yeah. He was like, yeah, and we got there, and within five minutes, he's like, no, I, I haven't seen this. I'm <laughs> like, how could you? Of? I'm like, how could you mistake this for any other movie? Right. How could you God. think you had seen this and not? He's like, I don't know, but um, he, I knew it was right up his alley. Yeah, it's definitely his brand of humor. I did it on DVD. I was working on a show that was traveling up and down California, and I got the DVD mainly because you guys were talking about yeah. it a lot. I think, and then also I'd read like the Entertainment Weekly yeah. report on it. I was like, I got to see this. So I got it on DVD. I, I ripped it. And then I started watching it in between scenes on the show that I was on. Yeah. I started showing it to all the other crew members. <laughs> and by the end of that show, we were all, oh, hey, Mark. Oh, oh hey, hi, Mark. Mark. Hi, hi, like, Tom. Yeah, exactly. We throw it around a football yeah. like just because. And then we went to see it in San Diego, uh, like an actual proper yeah. screening where we bought a bunch of spoons and right. footballs and everything else. And Man, it really is. It's a more fun communal event oh, than, than Rocky Horror. Oh, I, like, I, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Rocky Horror is fun, but this not is like more this. my speed. Like, yeah, where it's, it's just like no bullshit. It's just crazy. It's fun. Yeah, it's just fun. I, there's no other way to describe it. If you're able to go like to a midnight screening or um, just one in a theater, it's a must. But I kind of like the way I did it. Like I did it. Sure. I knew the whole movie before I went to the crazy screening because you did it the other way. I you did, yeah. saw it. In the crazy I saw first. I got hit in the head with like 50 spoons. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? I was like, oh, this is fun though, yeah. yeah. I wonder what's better. Like I knew how bad it was. Yeah. I knew what scenes to expect. I feel like if you know it first going into it. I don't know if there was a good or bad. Yeah, I, but I think if you if you get a chance, definitely go see it with a live audience. Yeah. For sure. Crazy. And now there's the making of the movie, and which is going to be huge. The book, which is yeah the making of the movie and then there's a movie about the book about the making right. of the movie it's crazy which is which is awesome um justice league see it yet i did okay did you guys talk about it yet i have mike hasn't seen it yet and oh. i discussed it with him today i was like let's I was like dude this is justice league why were you not lying on thursday yeah, he's like well i had the car accident right he's been busy just, moving. he just showed me the car yeah it's, it's nuts, bad man. he's lucky he's lucky he's he walked away from that he did not a scratch he's like he's like what's uh michael rooker's name in uh days of thunder Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Rowdy, Rowdy Barnes. Yeah, he's like, yeah. Rowdy Barnes. that guy, or he might be Bruce Willis in, in uh, um, Unbreakable. I don't know. That could be too. Yeah. Probably not. But right. he's, <laughs> he's yeah, more Mr. Not. Glass than Mr. Glass <laughs> than uh, than David. Uh, what's his name? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, so yeah, he's not clamoring to see it at all. Uh, no, and I was like, have the bad. You know, I know he's a guy who's sometimes influenced by bad reviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, once he sees a couple, he's like, eh, I'm not gonna bother. I'll wait till DVD. Well, it's but funny because with Justice League, I felt like there wasn't bad bad reviews. No, like the bad, the worst thing you see, you, the worst review I've seen has been like, it's adequate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, know? pretty much. No one's like railing on it like yeah. the other movies. I, uh, I I liked it. I had a lot of I. Uh, and first and foremost, I I had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I thought it was I thought it was fun. I thought right. the right. I thought the intro, I thought Aquaman was, um, you know he's he's they set him up to be a badass and he's mm-hmm. he's Jason Momoa. He, right. he could he could he could have read a phone book on that yeah. the island in Iceland. But you know they did the waves and all that mm-hmm. and him uh, pounding a bottle of Jack and shit, stuff like that. So I mean I thought was, you know some characters had more to do than others. Some you know may have worked better than others right in the end i had a lot of fun it, it did have a lot of holes and there were a lot of it's a mess it is a mess, it's a mess. It is, but i thought the, it was a fun especially mess. the the like assembling the team beginning of it yeah it's completely a mess like cyborg is so underdeveloped <laughs> he is yeah aquaman kind of is too like right. some of their little origins were ugh, they, they had to rush you know they, it, um but once the team gets together it's fun i thought it was great yeah well, maybe not great but i thought it was Way better than anything that's come out. Yeah, I, I gave a solid seven and a half out of ten. 
you know, it's not, you know, Avengers, I would definitely give uh, yeah. you know, eight and a half to nine. But I, I, I kind of feel like the first half, first half an hour of the movie, I give yeah. it two. Sure. And then it and got then the rest and then of it, it went maybe up. a seven and yeah. a half. Yeah. Uh, once they get together, once they have a little bit of fun, like once oh, they're, God, they're bantering, like the flash is the highlight, hands down. Like, yeah. Um, he, Ezra Miller was spot on. Right. You know, and I watched it with my wife and, and both my kids. And my wife and my youngest are huge Grant Gustin fans, and yeah. they wanted to hate the Flash. Uh, and they couldn't, they and they couldn't, couldn't do it because yeah. he's just so much fun. <laughs> he's the he's the best. Like Wonder Woman's fantastic always. So Gal- yeah, Gal- yeah, Gal- you Gal- have to great. yeah, you take out the best and the worst. So yeah. she's the best for sure, for sure, hands down. Um, you know, and, but I enjoyed it. I had yeah. fun. I had fun in Thor also. Yeah, you know, I went to see Thor with a lot of the guys on the crew on Comic Book Man, and a lot of them hated it. And I just yeah, you guys are pretty harsh critics, though. You know, I, you guys come from a film background. You guys are. have seen everything. Yeah, I. There, it doesn't seem like there's ever a movie or or or, or sometimes a TV show that yeah. you guys have not that, watched. Yeah, at least one of us has seen. Did you see Thor? I have not seen it. Uh, yet. The, the it's like two movies. Yeah, the middle one, which is where he's <laughs> on the planet yeah. where he has to fight the you know the, the Hulk yeah. in the trailer. So yeah, I wish they wouldn't have given it away in a trailer. I know it's so good in the movie. The middle movie where he's fighting is awesome. Like it's exactly what I feel like that Thor Guardians of the Galaxy universe should be. Yeah, you know, just fun. You know, just a lot of fun. Goldblum is amazing. Yeah, that's and that's all I want is to have fun at the movies. You're gonna in like the Thor. End, especially with comic book. You're, you're talking about comic books. Yeah, They're fun. It's so amazing. They're fun. Man. We used to pull them off spinner racks in the drugstore for twenty five cents. We used to wish for these movies. Yeah, used to dream and now we for get them, movies. and sometimes we complain about yeah. them. It's it's a. It's yeah. a sad world we live in. But right. not, you know, at least a sad world where you get cool comic book movies and TV shows. Yeah, I mean, a day where Justice League movie and Punisher TV show come out in the, the same, same day, day. I never, yeah. You know, 13-year-old us would have loved that, you know? Yeah, well, 43-year-old me still, definitely, still loved definitely it. loved it. <laughs> yeah, still loves it. Definitely loves it. So it's pretty, yeah, it's, it's so much fun. Yeah, yeah. See Thor. Go see okay. Thor. I think you'll like it. All right. It's got a Guardians feel to it. Okay. Yeah, I, I will. I love the Guardians movie. I will for sure. Uh, what's Blue Juice working on now? Um, I think so, you mentioned uh, so Knights has a four issue arc that yeah. you'll be finishing up plus that'll be out in 2018 um, monthly and then Accelerators arc four uh, Ronnie swears to me that I'll have a script to me by last Saturday okay okay. <laughs> so he's still late on that um, and I was hoping I'll get that in the next uh, few days so we're still pushing forward Accelerators arc four and then uh, and Bonnie will hopefully be making yeah. a return in okay. 2018 uh, we had a little hiccup on that and then we have a few other things that are on the horizon that are possibilities, um, as well as maybe even a feature film that we're trying to get to, oh, which I'll talk about shit. a little bit more another time. Okay, fantastic. So we have um, a lot of irons in the fire, you know. The burning hot. Burning hot. Burning hot. hot. You know, some trains that are already rolling, like Knights and Accelerators. Yeah. And uh, some trains that have stalled that are picking back up, like Amboni. Trains are and still then, on the uh, tracks, though, which is cool. So. And then some new train cars that we're pulling on yeah. the tracks that we'll right. see if we can afford them or not. <laughs> awesome. Bullet trains, man. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So that's uh, that's that's Blue Juice for 2018. All right. Right on. Thanks for stopping down. Yeah, man. I just happened to be here with, for a meeting with Walt to talk about nights, so it was good that I was able to sit down. Yeah, and this place is half yours, so. That's true. To, you know. Well, you guys haven't cashed the check yet, so. <laughs> uh, doing that on Monday. Uh, doing that on Monday. That's what I hear. Yeah, I hear that on Monday. But uh, again, if you're watching, if you're listening to this, uh, if you want to come down and podcast in a very cool space, this place is open for you. I'll help you out. Start your podcast conti- or continue your podcast. If uh, either maybe you haven't recorded an, ep- an episode in a while, you want to get a little motivated mm-hmm. to get going, or or you record every week and you want to do it in a cool spot. 
And every every time I come in here, it gets cooler and cooler. Yeah. Like uh, right now, it's the most setup it's been that I've seen. Oh, I, I just I you had a meeting with Ernie today. I did. Yeah, we have uh, we have we have stuff coming in, which mm-hmm. is going to be great. And then I had a meeting with uh, John John Ross, behind the man behind Ross Brewing, uh, oh. who's starting up in Red Bank. Nice. We will have a kegerator and free beer in here. Yes. So if you You're yeah. talking my language, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So free beer brought to you by Ross Brewing. Everybody's coming soon. Coming, coming soon. soon. 2018. Right. All right. Sponsorships. <laughs> All right. Thanks, man. It's good to it's good to see yeah, you. Yeah. Good Happy to see Thanksgiving. you, man. Happy and, Thanksgiving. Uh, Hopefully, I'll be back uh, some more. All right. You know? you're you're here. You're are you? I mean, you have the keys, so that's you can, true. You can come and start. But moving, I mean, in in around. New Jersey. Hopefully, I'll be in New Jersey you, again soon. You will. I hope so. You will. Awesome. Cool. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, man. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, Tom. Tom Mom, Blue Juice Comics. Go to bluejuicecomics.com. Order your copy of Knights of the Fifth Dimension or and Bonnie or the Accelerators or Ether and Empire. He sounded nervous. Yeah, did he? Yeah, a little bit. I, I, I have, I Was see he no, drunk? He wasn't drunk. All right, good enough. He wasn't drunk. I don't, no, we didn't even drink beer, I don't think. So usually we drink beer where we podcast. I don't remember right, drinking cool. beer where we did that. So All right. pick it up. Uh, Tom gifted us with graded copies of Knights of the Fifth Dimension, That's signed awesome. by Walt Flanagan last week. Fantastic. So pick, pick, one, pick up your copy at Blue Juice Comics. They are one of our major supporters of the Shared Universe podcast. Studio. They are. They're one of our sponsors. And we thank them. We urge you to please support them. Not only are they great friends, but they put out great books. So They do. Um, grab that. And uh, another supporter, this episode, this week's episode, brought to you by Above the Grave. Pick them up at comicsology.com. Again, great supporters of us. Excellent. I just tweeted them. Um, speaking of which, yeah. if you don't follow Ming, follow him at mingchen thirty seven. Yes, and follow Mike at Michael Zapsic, Z-A-P-C-I-C. Uh, pick up Above the Grave at Comixology or go to AboveTheGrave.com or follow the Heroes Twitter account, Rick Mastertine. That's Rick, M-A-S-T-E-R-T-I-N-E, Rick Mastertine. Excellent. Big action, big comic, low price, two ninety nine. everybody. Pick it up. Let us know what you think of it on Twitter. Um, thank you very much to Andrew DeSilva for talking to us all the way from Australia. And uh, Mitchell Hall, the writer. Um, uh, they're the, the we'll owners t- of Hall Z Comics. Hall Z Comics. Well, Mitchell, we'll talk to you next time. Yeah, we will. you decide to Damn straight, we maybe will. stay awake. You know, we, but, but thank you very much. And thank you for very much for listening to uh, Comic Book Men on uh, this Sunday after The Walking Dead. It's going to be a good one, folks. It'll be a good one. Do you know what it is? I do. Oh. I can't really tell. Oh, really? They haven't revealed it yet? They have, but. Oh, okay. Well, that, that's why you got to watch it. Everybody. That's why you got to watch it. That's why you got to watch it. All right. Thank you for listening, everybody. And there you go. Transaction.